0: Thanks for tuning into podcast number thirty-five. Uh, once again, yep, I appreciate everybody taking the time to listen to these and uh, and to write in and all the messages. Um, sometimes it does take me a while to answer all of them, but I do I do answer all of them. And uh, here we co- we're coming up into the off season, and uh, I do have quite the list of uh, off season podcast uh, to go over. So we will be doing some things on uh, fitness series. Uh, and also some, we're going to start doing some stuff on some bike prep and, and talking about bikes a little bit more because that, that is part of the gearhead in me that, that likes to talk about that stuff. So you will see some stuff uh, some stuff on, on on the motorcycle, the actual motorcycle end of it instead of the riding end of it since I, I do get pretty involved with that as well. Um, once again, I do appreciate all the donations. Um, and uh, the last podcast we had, 34, wow, the response, uh, response from that one has been uh, absolutely phenomenal so uh here we go podcast number 35 and this podcast is uh is another podcast that uh uh, was basically a request podcast and i had i had quite a few people ask me oh what's the difference between riding a small bike and a big bike um or should i get a big bike or should i get a small bike or which one should i get or whatever whatever the issue is and i'm going to answer that in in a in a bunch of different ways and um my thought process on some of the small bikes is, is actually changed over the last couple of years. And when I say small bikes, uh, I'm a huge fan of like the, like the SV650 or, or, you know, the six you know, the six 650 type of bikes. Um, now that we're starting to get some of the 300s into play uh, KTM bikes. And, and I've worked with a lot of the KTM riders, Anthony Amasiato, Gage McAllister, guys like that. So I've, I've worked with a lot of those riders of course the, the Moto2 stuff as well. So, the, the Ninja 250 style bike, um, honestly, I was not a fan of that bike. And I wasn't a fan of that bike because it was so dang slow. And to really race that bike properly, you had to kind of do things that weren't really, be honest, safe, right? They're so slow that that where do you make up all the time? Well, in the corners. Where's all the risk, right? In the corners, and then, you know, the argument would be, it was like, well, gosh, you know, small bikes, you're not a fan of small bikes. But, you know, riding one of these is like riding a Moto3 bike. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> Those bikes are so much faster. They handle so much better. So not only until now that we've gotten into the KTM bike, the R3, the new Ninja 300 bikes like that, they make just enough torque now, right? They make just enough torque to where you can actually start riding them properly. And you they, they again, the technique's the same, just the degree of application changes. And I've spent a lot of time on those bikes the last uh, year you know this last year especially. Uh, I've been doing a bunch of fun stuff on uh, on the R3s as well as some of the the ninja 300s. I'm having a blast on them. Uh, and then actually had a pretty fun test on uh, where we did a, a comparison of a KTM. Uh, stock KTM versus a stock R3 with some data acquisition. So uh, that was that was very fun, and we should probably make a podcast out of that one at some point. So let's just get into it, right? So what what it boils down to, riding a small bike to a big bike, it's force and time. Force and time. The big bike has a lot more acceleration force. It has a lot more braking force, and time. When you start looking at things as a track, as instead of looking at it as time or, spe- or speed, look at it as time, think about it as feet per second. And to, uh, to put that really into, into, into play, um, I did some math, and yeah, I, um, I can do a little bit of math. Let's, let's, take, uh, let's take our wonderful feet per second uh, deal here. So a couple of the tracks that I visited this, this summer, um, uh, Miller or UM, Excuse me, UMC, uh, and, and PIR, right, super long straightaways. Well, an R3 will do 100, 105 miles an hour, something like that. And let's just take an R1, hypothetical R1 might do 175 miles an hour. A little bit more, a little bit less, but we'll just use 175. So at 100 miles an hour, that's about 150 feet a second, 150 feet a second. R1 at 175 miles an hour, 256 feet a second. So not only not only are you going... Um, 150 plus feet uh, you know uh, more, I'm sorry 100 and some odd feet more a second you've got more force right the bike weighs more as well so you're stopping more mass and you're trying to accelerate more that more mass as well so think about it that way right you've, you've you, and that, and that really is one of the big processes when people go from a small bike to a big bike is that their brain literally can't process the speed so for some time that that's that's really what it is the small bikes, they they give you time to think, right? You go down a straightaway and it's and you've got time to actually process what's going on. You're coming up to a corner, you've got process, you got time to process what's going on. You have time to be proactive. On the bigger bikes, things are happening so much faster with so much force. You have so much less time to think about it, and that's where part of the things that we work on. Oh, that's right, podcast thirty four, working on your mental game, right? Is is learning how to speed up your thought process, right? Lear, learning how to be in a position to control your thoughts. And uh, that, that is something that that i actually have been working on some clients with in the off season is we're actually working on some some fun little mind games um, to, uh, to try to speed up their, their their brain processing. So smaller bikes give you time to think. Big bikes, not so much, right? You've really gotta be on your game and be completely focused on that. And the fundamentals are the fundamentals. Right, so it doesn't matter. I was watching uh, uh, Moto uh, MotoGP. Well, yeah, Moto World Championship qualifying today. I'm watching Moto3 um, and and watching MotoGP. And when you look at the corners that they use the brakes, right? Because we have some of the corners on the Moto3 bikes, they're not. They're going to be wide open through that. Obviously, the the MotoGP bikes will either break through or roll off through or ha- have to decelerate at some point. For it is those bikes if they use the brakes. First of all, they're gonna turn in with them, right? That's that's the bottom line. But where they're using the brakes, I watched two or three different corners. Where they let off the brakes from the Moto 3 bike to the Moto GP GP bike was virtually the same. Yeah, give or give or take a few feet. But the slowest point of the corner is the slowest point of the corner. And it it, it it didn't it didn't matter on those corners where they had to use the brakes. So so that still stayed relatively the same. So the fundamentals are the fundamentals. The thing about the small bikes that's interesting is that it, it, when you have less force, right, the bike doesn't make as much power um, and you have more time, it's really easy to get sloppy. It's really, it doesn't really matter that much. I, I've worked with riders that they, they you know, on, on the Ninja bikes and they'll say, oh, well, God, Apexes really don't matter. It's such a small bike. Well, of course it matters. The, the faster you go, the more it matters. Having ridden some of these bikes at a very high pace, um, you absolutely need to have your, your crap together. So, yeah, you can say that, but as your pace comes up, as the risk level comes up, you absolutely positively need to be precise. So the fundamentals are the fundamentals. And, you know, the big bikes, um, you have to be more precise. That's all there is to it. There's more at stake. It matters more. You know, a quarter throttle on a Ninja 300 might be 12 horsepower. Quarter throttle on an R1, you know, might be 65 horsepower. So thinking about it that way. And, you know, staying on that vein a little bit about what it used to be like with the, with the smaller bikes, we also didn't have the advances with the big bikes um, that we do nowadays. Before we had electronics, um, and even, even some of the fuel injection tuning wasn't as advanced as, as it is now. And here we can take a very, very powerful bike, and we can basically change the throttle map as well, right? So even though we're changing the fueling map, we can change the throttle opening map as well. And I've been in some very, very powerful bikes. I rode a very, very powerful ZX10 this weekend at Chuck, or this week at Chuckwalla, and we had we had some um, changes to the throttle map, right? So we could we could get the throttle to not use as much power down low because the bike was just was so crazy fast, over 200 horsepower. So we have all these different advances of the bikes that are going on to help tailor them for us. So the real question of all this is now that I blab forever is uh, nuances. So what are the, some of the nuances, right? Basically, the nuances are turn in points, apexes, brakes, um, you know, uh, and actually some of the acceleration, things like that. Um, so turn in points, think about it this way. Again, it's time. So the faster you go, the earlier your actions have to start. The earlier your actions have to start, the earlier your turn in has to happen, right? The sooner you have to go to the brakes. So the small bikes, they're gonna turn in later than a big bike, right? Then they they can they can, they are traveling and this the same distance in more time so they can delay it and of course they're they're going slower. So the turn in points on a small bike are later. Apexes. There's still an apex yes there's still a slow point of the corner yes slow point of the corner is, is slightly earlier, just as the apex is slightly earlier. And we're talking feet, right? We're not talking 40 feet or, you know, something along those lines. It's slightly earlier. So if people that have ridden with us um, at the Yamaha School, ridden us at the Rick Days or whatever, we've used the, the double apex cones. And dealt with, with those cones is, we'll apex slightly closer to the first apex cone than they will than will the second apex cone. And it's that way because the bike's got less force, right? It takes more time for the bike to get out to the, egg, to the edge of the track. So you can accelerate a little, a little bit earlier on those bikes. And of course, it just doesn't have as much force either. So in points are a little bit later on the small bike. Apexes are a little bit earlier on uh, on the small bike. So a little bit of a different thought process there. Um, braking, the bottom line with brakes We'll talk about that that, that a little bit because, you know, people say, oh, I'm riding a small bike. Man, I've been told never to use the brakes on a small bike. Well, <laughs> you know what? On entry corners, you're going to suck. That's all there is to it. Yeah, uh, uh, and the way it works is, okay, let's just take a corner where you think you can go on a small bike. You think you can go wide open throttle through. So you get in the corner, and you know what? If you can make it through the corner wide open and still hit your apex and when i mean hit your apex i mean add lean angle add lean angle in taking away lean angle coming out you're good fantastic awesome if you have to roll off the throttle if you have to roll off the throttle to do it so in other words if you can't make your apex if you're full throttle now you can't make your apex and you have to roll off oh man almost almost guaranteed you know depending on the radius of the corner of course that it's more efficient to use the brake so, and think of the brakes then more as a geometry control rather than a speed control. There's a couple corners where I've ridden with uh, some very, very quick um, small bike riders, and they say, oh gosh, yeah, I never used the brakes there. Well, I'll use the brakes in some of these particular corners because I'll accelerate longer, I'll get the bike slowed and pointed in less time and distance with the brake, and I'm back to wide open throttle sooner than they were. And of course, I'm doing it with less lean angle, so that works out really well. So on the brakes, if it's a corner that you have to, you know, if it's a corner that you have to decelerate for, so if you have to decelerate for the corner, more than likely let's try some brake and if you're going to use the brakes, we're certainly going to turn in with them as well, but we'll give you some points there. And you know, what really also matters on the it's funny because acceleration matters more on the small bikes than it does the big bikes. If you're riding one of these small bikes, I would kill to be on the gas. You know, I'd kill to be wide open throttle, you know, three feet before the guy in front of me. I'd do anything for that. Big bikes, you can be pretty sloppy, right? Because because usually the rider maybe is not running the highest pace. Your bike may maybe be a little bit quicker, maybe a little bit slower, whatever it may be. But you don't have to be as precise as you do on the small bikes. The small bikes, you have to be a lot more precise. And man, I would kill to be, like I said, on the throttle three feet before the guy in front of me if I'm racing him. So acceleration actually matters more on the small bikes. So again, when you don't have as much risk, in other words, you don't have as much force in the bike, you don't have as much speed, you don't have to be as as precise. I, you know the, those bikes, great beginners, great beginner bikes, they're great to get started into the sport. But as you get going at speed, let's be very clear. the faster you go on those bikes, the more precise you have to be. More diligent, respectful, and all that—it's all ends up being the same. Big bikes, man—you have got to be. <laughs> big bikes, bike placement, the discipline—they all matter more on the big bike, right? Because there's so much more speed and there's so much more force that's that's going there. So, those are some of the nuances on those bikes. Um, super fun, super fun on the small bikes. Cost of ownership is also a blast. Um, I know the R3 that we'd ridden at the Brick Days. Uh, I think we we used the same set of tires for about six months, uh, and just had a blast. Everybody rode, rode the bike and had just so much fun on all the days. Uh, and I think the tires lasted forever on it. They still gripped. We felt we felt guilty, so they, they got taken off. Um. Also, um, setup is not that not as big a deal, right? The bike doesn't have as much force. And yeah, I mean, fork springs are gonna make a difference. As a matter of fact, the R3 that we ride at the Rick Gaze um, has got a set of fork spring spacers in it, stock shock even, and the thing works great. Uh, I know Shane has uh, gotten within a couple seconds or a second of some of the track, uh, little little production bike track records uh, with just that setup. Then it works really, really well. And you don't have to have that crazy big setup in the thing because again, the bike just doesn't have as much force into it. Um, I did spend some time um, doing a bunch of setup work on some R3s this summer. And yes, they did They did end up working nice. Yes, we did go quicker on it, but it wasn't all that much quicker. And it was more of a comfort, uh, comfort issue and a safety issue rather than it was an overall speed issue. So setup's a lot easier on those bikes. Um, again, there's just not as much force into them. So there you go. Difference between a big bike and a small bike. Um, a lot of it is the fun factor, the cost factor. Um, of course, you get two people on R3s and it's a race. That's how that works. Um, I'm, of course, I'm a fan of pretty much anything with two wheels uh, that, 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 uh, that goes. Um, but uh, riding the small bike, I think that'll give you some insight of, of what some of the differences are. Um, realizing that fundamentals are the fundamentals, right? It's all the same. It all matters. It all matters. When you're not going quick, it doesn't matter as much. When you're going quicker, all these things absolutely matter the precision, the body position, all those things absolutely matter more when you're doing it, but you know, getting started, the small bikes uh, work great.